ball gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first of Booker for the long range. Welcome everybody to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast, Season 3, Episode 5. We are here, very special occasion. Um, but before I introduce our special guest, I'll introduce our uh, regulars here. Nate, Boyd, how are we going, lads? Fantastic. Awesome, boys. Awesome. Love your work. And of course, I'm Gavin, your host. And we have a very, very special guest along, Espo from the PHNX crew. Hey, going, Espo? Thanks for joining us. Oh, always a pleasure. I, anything for my my Australian guys. I, I, you know, even even though I was called a clown, you guys came to my defense and explained what that meant to all the uh, all the illiterates out here, and it's much appreciated. So. <laughs> and of course, we were upset because we missed you when we were over there. Um, you caught COVID uh, just when we were going out for a, for a uh, an event at a chicken wing place. Um, so next time, definitely we have to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you guys are out here, as long as I don't have some bizarre illness that supposedly spreads really quickly, I will. Uh, I'll definitely be there with you. We'll hold you to that. No and uh, lastly, Nate, <laughs> Nate um, you're doing okay, Nate, because this yeah. is a significant fanboy moment for you. you oh yeah, I know. I had to get okay a tissue and just dry the eyes before we started, but you know. I'm glad you said the keep, eyes. I was going to keep that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I told you um, when you first said that Espo was coming on that I was, um, I used to, the solar panel when it was you and Tim, Espo and, and Dave was when I first sort of came across you and always just think how cool it would be to be on that pod. And then when Gav did this and next thing you know, we're sitting here today, I was that's where the fanboy moment came from. Well, you've got the better show now, so congratulations. Leave Dave alone. The solar panel's still okay. <laughs> I was talking about my show, but if you get this Dave shade, that's up to you. Yeah, All right. Well, um, we'll get straight into it. We'll get through this part quickly. Um, we'll have a look at last week's games. Of course, uh, probably wasn't the greatest week for the Phoenix Suns, but uh, let's let's have a quick look. Uh, since our last pod, we played Philly, uh, which was an 88 to 100 loss. A big win against Minnesota, 129 to 117, and then uh, of course today, uh, yesterday, a loss to Orlando, 97 to 114. Espo, you can kick us off here. Um, I know you've uh, given your opinions on the other pods, but. Tell us about the week in Phoenix Suns basketball. Well, look, it comes down to no Cam Johnson, and the offense is trying to figure out who they are and what they are. And DA isn't hasn't shown up the way that you hope. I mean, those those are the big the big factors. They looked really good against Minnesota, but that's Minnesota, and I think that that had more to do with the fact that the Timberwolves haven't figured out who the hell they are uh, at this point with their twin tower lineup that just doesn't seem to be working and uh honestly the orlando game was one of the ugliest basketball games uh i've been uh, i've seen in a long time and I, I mean i sat courtside for the team through those uh 
through five of the worst years ever. And that, uh, that was still some of the ugliest basketball I've seen in Orlando. So it was a pretty, uh, night thoughts. Uh, the, the word that kept coming to mind for the Orlando game was unfixable. He sort of got to this point where just nothing was going in. Every shot was missing. Campaign kept <laughs> shooting the three, and then he hesitated. He said, oh, I've got to shoot it anywhere. Better shoot the open shot. Still missed. It just it really did. That game looked unfixable. I couldn't wait to get to the end of it. Um, the first one I thought was oh. interesting, though, because it was the, the 76ers game. It was – I think you were talking about it, Gav, about – uh, Embiid not really playing as well against us, or we usually get in the better of him, but certainly didn't happen in that game. Um, Toby Harris stepped up, and that was the first game without Cam, right? And then CP3 yeah. goes down like 11, 13 minutes in. So they had to figure out what was going on, on the fly. So I think you can give him a pass for that one. Um, and I think you said everything to do about the Minnesota game, especially with the, well, they opened the game by saying that there was an illness going around the locker room, right? So everyone was playing under their best. And we as Suns fans, given the way we exited the playoffs, can't uh, discourage that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, campaign was the only shining light in that game, Nate. He's fucking like, – he should have been taking which, which more game? shots. Which game? The Orlando game. He should, he should have been taking more shots. He was the only prick out of that – felt like out of that starting lineup. Now, I, I thought, I thought um, the starting lineup – we're really, really poor. We struggled. We've struggled against fucking Portland twice this season so far, and now Orlando, and we just we're struggling to put the sword to these really fucking shitty teams, and it's it's frustrating. It's but it's it's in a fun in in a, a funny way. It's it's also it's it's not so concerning because we know that we have their number and um and. And but it's 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 more frustrating, I guess. It's more frustrating, but everything's going to be okay. Type of a thing. It's just unfortunately not uncommon for us, though. Man, hey, and and that 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 seventy sixes loss is probably the only one I'm concerned about because I feel like our our team would have got gotten up for that game. We always get up for Philly, right? Um, Book always fucking scorches them, and that's a game that I feel like we actually lost. Um, um, I've had Tobias Harris in a bunch of multis, and um, he never fucking comes through on any of the legs. And <laughs> and he would have like the, the lines that I usually go, the markets I usually go, he would have came through and, and got them easy against us. So um, yeah, look, it's a it's it's been a funny week. It's um, I had a stand for all wins, um, easy wins. That's a and, shock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I'm frustrated. I thought I thought you know about. That game against Orlando, Espo, you were saying on your pod that dropped over here it would have been um, probably directly after the game. But were you saying that the bench was horrible? The bench was a difference? They were minus 10 or something like that? Or uh, I, I just – I thought that, you know, when – my point was when you have, you know, two guys in, in campaign and Tory Craig that have to move to the starting lineup out of that bench and then you're expecting them to be the group that brings you back in a game like last night, Friday night in, in Orlando, you can't, you can't rely on those guys because you're already so deep into the bench that if the starters aren't playing well, you can't, that group isn't going to bring you back. And that was yeah. what they were kind of trying to rely on. And I, that minus the minus 10, the, the 10 point differential was just kind of a, this group can't, 
can't dig you out of a hole, uh, you can't put them in that position. So. Yeah, yeah, true, true. It's um really odd about DeAndre Ayton um, getting uh, 26 minutes. And um, I, I felt like Monty had to make a decision between um, Biombo and Landale, pick one and just sort of run with them and, and, and maybe have, have Ayton up at that, um, you know, 34, 36-minute mark. I believe it. He, he he may have failed. It may not have worked any better, but um, but yeah, yeah, frustrating, frustrating. And I think we'll talk about DA. And oh, look, it was um, it was interesting because the starters were so bad in Orlando, so bad. Oh, Bob got to start for crying out loud. But when we <laughs> when we when we actually got back into the game and hit the front, it was the bench. The bench were the, were the guys that did it. Um, I, I think D Lee was out there. He hit a couple of threes in a row. We, all of a sudden, the bench brought us back into the game. But our starters were just so poor. They were so flat. Um, in saying that, all I'll go, keep going back to is we talk about um, Chris Paul reducing the workload. And I did listen on Fanning the Flames and the guys on there spoke about the fact that if this was last year, Chris Paul probably would have played right now he'd be playing yeah um this is what we wanted as fans let chris paul take a back seat if he's a little bit sore have a couple of games off see what everyone else can do what are we eight and four now like it's not a hell of a lot to panic about and i think nate touched on it when it comes to the lower teams in the nba we generally struggle because these guys don't get motivated for these games. So I don't think it's as much of a concern as a lot of people might believe it is. But um, still, we don't want to be losing games like that to Orlando where there was there was absolutely nothing. I, I was more than happy to turn that game off and go to my kids' sport on a Saturday, which normally I don't do. I'm always trying to hang on as long <laughs> as I can. And, um, no, yesterday I was, no, nah, I'm out. I'm going home. Did you at least see the one highlight that uh, the campaign uh, leg breaker on Wendell? It was one play worth watching for the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was just that one play where he took him took took Wendell Carter Jr. baseline and uh, and I joked he had to drop the junior because now Cam's his daddy. So. <laughs> yeah, that sounds accurate too. It's um, look, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest game, but. They're the type of games you just move on, yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's the way I, I feel about it. And while I think there's certainly things that we need to address within the squad, that sort of game against Orlando is just one we move on. Um, all right. So let's have a look at what we've got coming up this week. Weekend Suns basketball. So before our next pod, we've got Miami Tuesday um, and apologies, Espo, but this is an Australian <laughs> podcast, so these are our times and our games. Um, 11.30 a.m. Tuesday, leg pass, Golden State, 2 p.m., where we will uh, unveil the uh, – are they the City Edition jerseys, I believe? Yeah. Um, and then Utah, at Utah, 1 p.m. on Saturday on leg pass. So we've got to stop with the Saturday games in Australia, please, NBA, because um, – I've got like four kids that play sport and I miss most of them. So how do you see this week rolling out, Espo? Are you looking forward to the unveiling of the jerseys? And I, we heard you on the PHNX pod. You're now a fan of these jerseys. Um, I'm also a fan of these jerseys. Always have been. 
uh, by the way. But I, I do agree with you. The way they rolled it out was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, once you hear the meaning behind it, you see you see the way they rolled it out. I was afraid because, uh, and I said this on, on the PHNX show, but I'll, I'll repeat it. it. You know, having been a part of those launches before, a lot of times they're just total bullshit. They make, you know, they make something up to try to make it sound cool. I mean, hell, I was part of groups who made crap up to try to make them sound cool <laughs> before. And I, my biggest fear was it was going to sound disingenuous and then it was going to be a non-Suns color and, and it was just going to feel forced and it did not. It was anything but that. So I'm all in on it now. I'm excited to see the court. I think they did that right. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it uh, on the floor, uh, you know, in terms of the week uh, overall game wise, Miami's always tough. I mean, especially they're spending uh, 48 hours in South beach before the game. I mean, uh, God knows how, what kind of shape they're going to be in uh, by the time that game rolls around. I think we're going to have a lot of dehydrated guys out there uh, for, for multiple reasons. So hey, At least they'll be able to get into Miami. That was part of the true. problem with Orlando, right? That's true. They didn't have to, they didn't have to fly into some other uh, Florida city and then bus there over two hours. So at least that's a benefit. Look, I, Miami hasn't played great. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, this team plays pretty well after a bad loss. I think they'll get the win there. Uh, I think they go two and one. I think uh, they win Wednesday. They probably lose, or excuse me, they win Thursday your time. They probably lose Saturday your time. So, night. Yeah, I've got the same two and two and one for the the road. I'm glad you put me ahead of Boyd because we know what Boyd's going to say for the yeah, win-loss record. Yeah, standard. Um, look, I, I agree with the Miami thing. I think we get the win. might be close because it's Miami, but I still think we get that. The Golden State Warriors one, I think, is the issue because we're meeting them depleted, you know, down two players in our starting lineup, albeit at home. Um, the, the Warriors have something to prove at the moment. Uh, so I think we'll, they'll put it to us there. And then the Utah game I put down as a win, and like you said, Esper, we don't win – yeah, two in a row. Uh, don't lose, sorry, two in a row. So, like, uh, I think that, and to be honest, Utah don't deserve to be where they are on the ladders. So, it was, it's a team built or constructed to rebuild, uh, not to sit there and win. So, I, I think at some point they're going to start their tumble down the standings. Then, why not do it on, uh, why not do it this week against us? Boyd. Yeah, mate. Look, I've got us winning them all. I always do. Um, I. <laughs> But with the way we're tracking, I'm thinking I'm thinking that fucking Utah game is probably our biggest worry, given the way that we're letting our guard down and fucking letting it. How can you let your guard down against the number one ranked side in the West? <laughs> but we we know who they are. I know, very I know, I know. We know who they I are. I just want to hang shit on are you. Are they number one in the West, though? Yep. Fucking hell. Oh, hang on, no. Portland are, sorry. They're number two, aren't they? Portland is still it's at the like, top. It's like we're in a multiverse, right? And we're fucking trying to work <laughs> shit out and and we're all fucking <laughs> halfwits. Anyway. Um yeah, no, look, I think um, there's no debate there. <laughs> yeah, look, I um look yeah, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna we'll probably fare a lot better against the better teams in this stretch than we do uh against Utah. Again, let we'll let the guard down and uh, but you know you know what I hope happens? I hope we have a an instance where um, um, the playing group starts hearing this narrative getting around that that we're shit against shit teams and um, 
and they fucking pick it up and they blow some people out for us in the in the near future. That's that's what I'm hoping. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll likely um, struggle. But I've got three wins, guys. I think that's the um, that's that's the biggest concern is um, Phoenix Suns basketball, whoever's there, the players, whatever else. You're costing us multis when you don't perform against <laughs> shit teams. You need to step up. So, Espo, for your um, – and all the guys from the US in the chat right now, a multi is a parlay out here. We call them a multi. Um, you're costing us. So, you need to step up, start hitting those fucking shots and getting us our money back. Can, can I start using the multi term too? Because I like that much better than parlay. Of course you can. Go for All it. right, perfect. Of course you can. It's we'll a, a, and it, it is much better than it is much better than parlay. It's as simple as that. Um, big, can, big week for us. Before we move go. too far off the um, the home game where we launched the the new city jerseys, uh, maybe Espo, have you got any insight on what the team's planning on doing for that kind of launch for everyone at the stadium? What kind of event? I'm not they might sure. I haven't heard, but my guess is they'll probably give out turquoise shirts or turquoise towels just to try to get the color in the arena since most people as much as we enjoy the city seems to enjoy that i don't think they own the merch yet so they'll probably uh try to get that stadium the the arena looking uh looking like that on wednesday or thursday your time i'm I'm, I'm gonna get there (laughs) thursday your time i think they're gonna I gotta have that building looking uh, pretty turquoise rather than the purple and orange that's usually there. I must admit, when I saw the the turquoise jerseys that the launch video, um, and Gav, you, you're a total AZ sports fan as well, and Espo, you'd know that the um, the trim on it kind of reminded me of that one of the Coyotes jerseys. Mm-hmm. So was that is that intentional, or is uh, for like a, a cross Arizona thing? Or? It's uh, it's very much a, a Native American pattern, so uh, it. it came into play it it does come into play on those coyotes kachina jerseys that they have and that was part of uh why they used it on on the sun's jersey was because of the uh the native american uh tie-in that the jersey has so right sorry to hijack that there gav so can i make my (laughs) predictions now or oh if you must (laughs) (laughs) um i think that um we will look. The Miami game is interesting to me. Um, the perfect thing with the Miami game is that we're in town and James Jones can get this trade done. We can move on. Max Struess can join the Phoenix Suns. We can pick up some picks. Jay Crowder can fuck off. Um, so uh, that's that's the best part about being in Miami right now. Um, the Golden State game uh, is it just me or do the Warriors suck? Uh, no, it's not just you. They suck. <laughs> they suck. They're really not that good. If Steph catches fire, they're hard to beat. But outside of that, they're really struggling this year. I've watched a few of their games, and they're just not doing well. I think um, with the unveiling, everything like that, depends on what sort of attitude that uh, DA has when he rolls out there, I suppose. But um, I think we beat the Warriors. And Utah, God, I hope we beat them. Uh, this might just be an Australian thing, Espo, but I've got so many mates that barrack for Utah and they are fucking annoying. Why? <laughs> hey, why are they still your well, friends? Well, initially, See, why they initially, Utah? initially, they barracked for Utah because of Joe Ingles. Oh, yeah. Aussie uh. went over there, joined um, Utah. 
Now they're Utah fans. But in saying that, they've been a hell of a lot more quiet up until Utah started winning. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go 3-0 and this week. Um, we have to respond to what we dished up in Orlando. We're going to do that. We've got two of the best teams in the NBA in our next two games. And then it, it should be an automatic motivation that Utah are top two in the West and you need to knock them over. So I'm going two and zip, uh, three and zip this week. So two of us at two and one and two at three and oh. I, I like that. I think I think that's fairly optimistic. I know there's some programs out there that are probably saying one and two or oh and three. Not here. Not here. No, so. no we're positive sure. here. Sure, we'll touch on those fuckers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and let's um on on that note, let's get into the negativity. Let's talk about <laughs> there it is. Segway. <laughs> let's talk about this week in Suns basketball. My very first question for you, gentlemen, and I hate to do this because I got in such a brawl in our uh, online chat group. Uh, we have a Facebook chat group with Suns fans. I got in a brawl with them. And then worst thing was this guy made me look like a fucking dickhead in the last couple of minutes of the game against, um, who'd we play? What was the game we won? Minnesota. Minnesota. And then... And then didn't do great again um, following that up. Has DA checked out in Phoenix? I don't know that he's checked out, but he certainly has stalled. I'll say that. <laughs> he had, his growth has uh, has come to a crashing halt. You know, every year we'd seen him get a little bit better, and this year he's he's regressed. Now, I don't know how much the ankle injury has to do with that, if that's still lingering. And that's why we're not seeing as much out of him, at least the, over the last handful of games. But something isn't quite right there. And I don't know if it's if there is something to the the bad feelings, the bad vibes, or quite frankly, if this is just DA. I mean, a lot of us have, have defended him, have stand for him, have sat out there and said, no, 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 this guy is one of the best in the league, he deserves the money, and this year he's rewarded with being, at best, the guy he was last year. And if that's that guy, you know, if, if that's the best we're going to get out of DA, he's not a max guy. Now, they'll still be – if you go down the road eventually of trading him, there'll still be people that will go, oh, no, 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 we can fix him because that's, that's the NBA. But uh, right now, I need to see him take it up another notch here in the next few weeks for me to believe that that he still has that in him, that there's still that chance that he is better than this guy because I'm starting to wonder, and I know a lot of people, including Saul, who's been one of the biggest DA uh, supporters over the last four years, are starting to wonder what the hell is going on with him. If I jump in there, on your last uh, The Page Next Pod with uh, after the minigame, you guys were discussing the way he sees his game versus the way the team needs him to play. And he mm -hmm. sees himself as more of a power forward position rather than the true center where his capability and the role they need to play is. So you spoke at length about that. Does, is he just lazy, like an ex Pursuit ex owner once said? Or is, is he truly in his own head playing out of position? And like, do you see him as untradeable? Or is he playing himself into... He's got to go. Well, he's definitely not. He's, there are plenty of people that would want 
DA if you decided to to go that route of of moving him. I I don't want to say he's lazy. I don't think that's fair to him. This guy has come a long way for for somebody who started playing basketball uh, in you know at the age of fourteen. So lazy, I don't think is right. I, I think he may believe that he is putting in full effort and hasn't realized he can tap into that other gear. He can find, he can reach that level that, you know, we, we talk about playoff DA from that finals run and everything. You can reach that in the regular season. And I just, I think he thinks he's working as hard as he possibly can, that he is putting in all the effort. And, and it's just about convincing him that, no, there is another level you can get. Reality is that the level he reached in that finals run, that should be his baseline. Um, mm-hmm. it needs to it be was, money. It, well, it was, let's be, we've had this discussion a hundred times on this show, right? The NBA pays fucking ridiculous money. We've got to move yes. on to that, right? Uh, the whole max guy thing and everything like that. You, you guys know where I stand on that. It, it's bullshit now. People just get paid. That's, yeah. that's what they do because the money's there and they can pay them. So they do. Um, Reality is that he, he should have set a baseline in that finals of how he should play the game. Now, again, I was a big DA supporter last year. I've still been a big DA supporter this year. In the chat, I nearly got into brawls where I was going to get on a plane, fly over to Perth and slap uh, Rob in the face. Um, but then in the last three minutes of that game, he gave up. I don't think it's about whether or not he thinks he works hard enough or whatever. I just don't think mentally that right now he is he's putting himself in the best position that he can, especially in the last two games, for this team. And I, I truly believe that it's because he doesn't believe he's getting enough plays run for him um, and his usage rate should be higher. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely see that, especially the rebounding, right? And I've... Rebounding is all about passion and, and willingness to, to work at it. I mean, Charles Barkley was all of 6'4". I mean, they list him at 6'6". The dude's no bigger than 6'4". He was, he was always semi out of shape, and yet he rebounded better than anybody out there on that court on most given nights because he was motivated to do it. He went out there, he hustled, he was smart about it. That's where I look at DA and I go, does he just not care that much about that? Because seven rebounds on a given night from a guy that's that big that ha- is is usually in a spot where a rebound could be had and he's not getting them drives me freaking nuts. That's where I'm most concerned about the hustle, the heart, the effort, because that that can the everything can change just by having that on the glass, and he doesn't show. 18 rebounds. That was his total for the last three games. Stephen Adams does that in a night. Yeah, unacceptable. And and that's the big thing. Like, what, reality is that over the last three years, what we've expected from DA is he's a walking double-double. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to get 15, 17, and 10 or 12 rebounds. Um, this year... Yeah, we don't mean double-double as in 10 points in 10 minutes. He's, he's now... <laughs> But that, that's the thing. This season so far, he's not getting that. Um, and it frustrated. Look, the Orlando game frustrated me because in the first quarter, DA dominated, right? 
he had 10 points. He was five from six from the field. We, we were trying to feed him in that first quarter. Then it stopped. It stopped again. And this is what's frustrated me for a couple of years. And if we go back to previous pods, I've said it before, when we're struggling to hit those shots from outside, and we were on the weekend, McCall sucked, Book sucked, um, Campaign was the only one hitting shots. Just feed into DA again. What I mean, what did he have? 12 shots against Orlando? He was yeah. seven from 12. And most he of those had, came in the first quarter. And that's the thing. He had six in the first quarter, six or seven in the first quarter. What the hell happened after that? Why are we not going back to that setup and actually punching the ball in? DA's got a point if he's whinging about his low usage rate because we've done this in the past for years, used him in the first quarter, and then not gone back to him, even when we're struggling. Well, it's it's problematic because – when CP3 is not there, it seems to happen even more. I him and and Book don't seem to have that connection, right? On on the pick and roll, CP3, and I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like that Chris Paul's the only reason that that DeAndre Ayton uh, has played well over the last three years, but he's a factor in it. He's one of the best distributing guards in the history of the league. And That's he's, what he he's does. Been... I mean, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan was uh, a gun center when he played for with CP3 since. He's been trash. Yeah, so I think you got to factor that in too because he's missing that guy that distributes the ball better than anybody as well. So I think that's a factor on the uh, on the offensive side. It has nothing to do with his rebounding or defense, though. Yeah, um, so, yeah, DA, I don't think DA's checked out. It's fucking, like, what are we, about 10 games you, in? But did you watch the end of that fucking, game? Yeah, I did watch did, it, mate. I've watched every fucking game. He hasn't, he hasn't checked out. We're, we're fucking, we're about 10 games into a new season, all right? He's, um, he was off for a week. He's, um, he's had some ankle issues. Now, he's, he's clearing out a lot for Book when, um, 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 when he should be in there probably banging around a bit, trying to get better position for, 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 for rebounding. But, so we're, we're scolding him for that on one side, but we're, we'll praise Book when he drops fucking 40-odd. You know what I mean? He's, a, he's, he's doing his part for the system, I feel. And, you know, he could, be, he could be a little bit more energetic in that sense, similar to a Tory Craig who, is, who seems to be swooping, swooping around every single opportunity there's a rebound. He swoops around that key. And just fucking jumps, <laughs> tries to jump over someone, and 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 grab it. He's not coming with that energy, and that would be nice. But I think he is playing to a system which is sort of um, taking away from that part of his game a little bit. But I mean, man, he can't. Um, he could be a little bit more aggressive. But again, we're fucking. We're ten games in. I think his offenses look great when he's actually applied himself. So I don't when think he gets he's actually, the ball. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ball. yeah. He's he's still taking the same amount of shots in it. And in the games that he has played, guys, he's, a lot of these games he's getting into foul trouble and they're sort of holding him out that he's coming back. Early he was. The last couple of games. I know, I know. The last, but, but, but in saying that, the last game he got 20, 26 fucking minutes. Yeah, we, again, and, um, and, an and he had yeah. no foul trouble. <laughs> so, look, a little, a little bit of a mixture of um, um, an injury there. He was off for a bit. Um, we've got um, – now, he's playing team ball still and he always does. Um, he's had a few games with foul trouble. 
And the like one of the only games that he hasn't had one of these things lingering over him. He's got fucking um he gets 26 minutes and fucking and he's and he's not in any foul trouble at all. So I, I think it's a few different um compounding things that are um um sort of adding to this. But look at his um you look at his his efficiency when he when he is taking shots. I mean, nothing's really regressed in that sense, if you ask me. But that's not yeah. that's not whether or not he's checked out in Phoenix, right? Because DA is still going to play his game when he gets the opportunity to play it, right? My problem was if you watched the last three minutes of that Minnesota game, he was not getting up and down the floor. He looked disinterested. There was even a play that I watched where he went and stood a meter inside the three-point line for the entire offensive set. Okay, well, and did yeah, not move. I- Bill. That's a worry. Yeah, yeah. That's that's bullying way in his Bully way in Well, I just I just think I mean he got let's be honest, Cat and, and Gobert handed him his ass, right, in that game. And I think that's sometimes where you see DA maybe get a little disengaged because he's getting I mean he got he got worked in that in that game in particular by Gobert. So, so some of it, I think, is that. I mean, uh, any of us, if if we go out there and we just take a beating at work for a day, by the end of that day, we're hanging fine. our head and we're just like, let's just fucking get through this, right? I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. And I don't, I don't think it's fair to uh, to sometimes uh, you know take the human element out of the game. Sometimes they're going to react the same way we do. Getting your ass handed to you, you're going to hang your head. You're not going to be as engaged uh, as you necessarily are. Uh, and, and he knew he was getting beat by Gobert in that game. So, But but uh, my, my issue still is in that game is I don't think he was being beaten by Gobert for three quarters. Gobert did his damage in the last quarter. I mean, I, I think Gobert scored 12 in the last quarter. In saying that, we were... 25 up at that stage, and yeah, they brought yeah. it back to 12. I don't think um, we read too much into that, Gav. Really, but his energy just dropped off completely. I, I just saw some really concerning things in that game, and and then he followed it up with, let, let's be brutally honest here. His first quarter was really solid against Orlando, but he got completely wiped off the floor by Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. looked like fucking Nikola Jokic, or, or I, I can't find think of the comparison right now, but he fucking looked pretty good. Bol Bol was... was uh, up until campaign crossed him. <laughs> Bol Bol looked like Carl Anthony Towns at, at, at the three-point contest. He fucking... Like, these guys were just doing... like They were doing Adelaide 36 of things, and they were fucking <laughs> raining. It was I fucking... Mean, I- I know that people look at this and don't think it's a huge deal, but the weird ass travel it took to get there too has an impact on these guys. Sure. These oh, yeah. guys yeah. are treated in the most bougie way possible. Uh, you know, when they, you know, they they get chartered flights and they're pampered and riding on a bus for two hours is yeah. not what these guys yeah. are used to. And getting in super late to that city, not getting in the practice they were supposed to have getting out of rhythm with what they usually do, that could have had a big impact across the board in that Orlando game. So I throw most of that out and just go, okay, if we see a repeat it's an in aberration. Miami, that's what I'm concerned. But yeah. this is hopefully a one-off. But, yeah, cool. I mean, you could see like someone like Michael Jordan looking at what you just said, Espo, and just going, pussies. 
<laughs> but that's the reality of today's game. I mean, uh, absolutely, it's a different game, isn't it? And people are treated differently. They, everything they do is different in today's game to what it was in the '90s when Michael Jordan was running around or Magic and Bird before that. It's it's just the way it is now. Oh yeah, I mean, shit when. Magic and, and Bird were playing their flying commercial flights. You know, at the beginning of Jordan's career, that was the same. I mean, I, they look at this and they're like, hey, you guys got this good and you get all the money. <laughs> Shut the hell up, you know. All right. Um, my next question for you guys. We've been, well, we're 10 games into the season. It might be a little bit early to ask, but who really is the Robin to Devin Booker's Batman in this Phoenix Suns lineup? There isn't one, and I think that that's been the problem uh, all along. I mean, CP3 to an extent was the last the last few years, but when he disappeared in the playoffs, you know, or got injured or got sick, then the Suns uh, made their exit in in both of the the last two years. So with Chris Paul seeming like Father Time is starting to win that battle, I don't think he has one at all right now. Espo. Batman, who's that fucking the old dude who makes all the gadgets for him? Oh, uh, is Alfred. Alfred his butler? Yeah, yeah, Chris Paul's Alfred. Yeah, that's Chris Paul, and I'm quite happy. You need a fucking Alfred. You need yeah. an Alfred guy, and he can he can be that guy, you know, forever and a day, and he can but stay with you. But who's Robin then? I mean, we, look, we've it, been, look, it should I, be DA. I didn't hear it over the off season. And it, it should the, it should be DA. Really, but really, it's between. Mikael Bridges and DA, right? Yeah, it should be that, DA. That's what everyone thinks. Yeah. It should be DA right now. It should be. But Bridges is the one showing up. Is he? No, well, well, not really. No, no, no. Against all no. It's yeah, just all one, fucking. One game. We've been praising him for like a it's week. It's not just one, one game, game, though. It's not just one game. We praised him for his game against Minnesota. Yeah. Because he played a ripping game. But against Philly, he was terrible. So out of the three yeah. games this week, he's played two poor games and one good game. Against and Philly, the truth of your word, Gav, you said this was a negativity who, who destroyed uh, us? session. Who, but... was the, who was the random bloke that destroyed Because we always have one random bloke that destroys Yenga? us. Yenga? Um, who that, was the guy? He had what, like eight Philly? Was Nang. Philly was... Uh, oh, George oh. Nang. Yeah, yeah. Nang. Yeah, yeah he had, so, seven, Nang. Uh, had seven threes and... In that uh, in that game, I mean, it, yeah. it's always a random dude like that. And yeah. who was defending him? Well, there well, fucking wasn't anyone defending him. McCall was defending. Him. Yeah, McCall but they they McCall admitted that they they admitted. I think it was book even that their strategy uh, was to leave him open uh, from deep, and they got burned because he hadn't hit anything like that. Before and they didn't adjust real well to it. So. Wait, as soon as they get to a timeout, they're like, "Oi, oi, this cunt can't hit fucking four in a row, Kenny." And, <laughs> and there it is. Thirty-nine <laughs> minutes in, and wait, we are now officially not safe for children. Oh uh, shit, that's all right. That's all if right. If you hadn't noticed, Espo, we always just wait for um who who drops the first C bomb and how long it takes. <laughs> this, is, this has been a pretty good episode to get this far in. Uh, I'm glad I could uh, up your standards to last 39 minutes. Uh. That's what she said. Um, I think uh, I, I agree with you, boy. It should be DeAndre Ayton. I don't think yeah. we give him the ball enough for him to become Robin. 
to Devin Booker's Batman. Um, Mikhail showed a hell of a lot of signs in that game against Minnesota, but he was um, he was he was just so disappointing against Orlando and against Philly that I, I just don't think that we're going to see that consistent consistently. But what we need from Bridges offensively is consistency, 15 to 20 points a game. We don't need 31. We need 15 to 20. Hmm. Hmm. And at the moment, we're not getting that every game. And that's where Bridges needs to bring himself up to. The reason we don't show we don't shine so much light on the um on the on the little down moments of Mikhail Bridges is that even when he's putting up nine points in three quarters and then he gets hot in garbage time or whatever, but um, even when he's doing that, he's still got like he, he he'll 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 have fucking four steals or he'll he will contribute somewhere and he won't go completely missing. He'll con he'll contribute somewhere to the grand scheme. Yeah, well, he didn't he didn't contribute in either Orlando or Philly. I'm gonna politely say this, but I think that that's somewhat bullshit. We we wind up giving Mikhail Bridges the benefit of the doubt because he was taken tenth and not first, and that's Correct. the difference between him and Da. You get more slack when you were taken later and you have off games like this than when you're the number one pick. If those were flop, we would everybody would just be on Mikhail constantly and DA would be like, Oh wow. This is one of the better centers we've had. He's, you know, okay. you know, Correct. 16 and, and seven. That, that ain't bad. I like that's that. Good. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely right. great. Absolutely yeah. great. And DA is always going to cop shit from this fan base because he was picked first and because we didn't pick Luca. So yeah. he is always going to cop shit. But in saying that, we, I've heard it on a number of pods, and I still believe it. If Luca was in Phoenix right now, yep. Devin Booker wouldn't be. Agree. They, yep. they wouldn't have fit together. No. They just wouldn't have. You, you would have put two alphas like that that play similar positions that need the ball in your hand all the time. I don't think Devin would have even developed the way we've seen him develop if they Agreed. did stay. It would, have, it would have messed a lot of, a lot of shit up, and people – don't want to admit that. As much as DA isn't him right now, I don't think Luca would have been this this great thing. Like, I'm sorry, but Luca still hasn't made it to the finals. Uh, Devin and DA have, and Mikhail have. Like, I get it that Luca, from the eye test and, and the stats, is a superstar. But he still hasn't accomplished what everybody here wants either. So, and, and and that is, I think, the biggest point out of all of it. Luca isn't a winner. He just hasn't won yet. No he one can wants go to out and have. He can he can go out and average thirty five, nine and twelve and do whatever he wants. But reality is, if he's not advancing and getting to where he needs to get the team to go to. Um, uh, who's who's the pre-Luca, who was the biggest empty stat player? <laughs> Some would argue Devin, but... <laughs> but Devin went to... Um, he won a Western Conference Finals and went to the NBA Finals. Uh, there's There's been others. That, oh, yeah. I mean, just... the Steve Francis of the world, if you want to go Go back in the day. I mean, you know, Monte even, Ellis. some some could argue Russell Westbrook was very much the Russ, yeah uh, was was that kind of guy. Like, look, uh, Luca. I 
it wouldn't shock me if Luca's ha- going to be happier this year, having a higher point total, better stats. If even if they lose in the first round, just because that looks better for him stat wise, like he seems like the kind of guy that's happy when he plays, when his stats look good, right? Uh, and that the ball's always in his hands. So uh, as the chat keeps say- saying, yes, Luca's still a hoe. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And look. He, he no, undoubtedly in that draft um, selection process, whatever, he was number one. But if he was in Phoenix right now, Devin wouldn't be. And he just was not the right pick for how we were trying to build the Phoenix franchise. So Can we stop talking about this fuckwit? Yeah, me, yeah. Fuck, I hate that prick. I do. All right. Um, Okay, next one. Let's get a let's get a little bit spicy, even though we just apparently <laughs> did about Luca. Suns fans after we lose a game. How is uh, Arizona still standing? Because oh. watching Suns Twitter, I'm pretty sure that the entire joint should have been burned to the ground after we lose a game. Yeah, I'll I'll say this, and when I say it, myself is included. Uh, we as Suns fans after a loss are a bunch of whiny bitches. Like, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's like everything. It, it's it's so funny to me, too, because we should feel pretty damn experienced with this. After the last decade before this, like, that was all we knew is losses. So, like, we should be okay with it by now. But, no, like, uh, it, it's amazing how it turned – I, you know, 180 degrees, and now it's like, oh, we, if we don't win every every game, like all hell breaks loose. And everybody yeah, in this offseason was like, hey, we're okay with some losses in the regular season. Yeah, uh, we, it's fine. And the guys get rest. And the second you lose a game, it's like, oh my God, the whole thing, throw it out. And you know, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not uh, you know, part of that as well. But it is. We whine a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> and it turned it turned at the bubble. Yes. We went yes. eight no at the bubble. We all of a sudden became a championship contender. As you said, we should be used to losing, but all of a sudden we got sport by winning. And perfect example, over the offseason, we went, we don't need to win 64 games. Let's just make the playoffs. And when we're in the playoffs, we need to win then. And now we've lost to Philly and Orlando, and we need to burn Arizona to the ground. <laughs> Nate? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get on Twitter for this very fucking reason. <laughs> I mean, I've got a Twitter handle there, and as we say every time we do a pod, throw shit at me because I'm not going to see it. <laughs> All I do is watch, uh, just watch you and Boyd blow up you know, at, uh, at this shit, and I get my own amusement that way. <laughs> Boyd. Oh, man. Um, yeah, just quietly. I can't. I, I fucking hate so many cunts on Twitter. Eh? I can't fucking stand. I can't stand it, man. And I, look, I just, I just haven't got the fucking time, man. I have got too many kids. I have got fucking work to do. I've got lots of basketball games to watch. And, um, How many kids have you got now? Twelve. Yeah, for, for, feels like seven now, but it's five still. Um, oh, ouch. Yeah, no, and look, I, I just look, I um, and it's the same on Facebook, man. You, these these fucks get on there, and they just have something they don't have a fucking anything to do with their time. I mean, I will say, I will say, Facebook is way worse than Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I know, but that's that's more about someone some prick stealing my mail type thing, 
and then it's a big fucking debate on well maybe you should move your mailbox or something like that but um no but twitter is just it's just fucking it's if 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 I could go all day on the amount of cocks on Twitter and Sun's Twitter who just fucking um, who pissed me off. But look, no, it is it is what it is. It's it's um it's good for the majority of um you know whingers out there. But uh, yeah, I've been trying. Boyd, to every, every week we joke about floating a, a segment who blocked Boyd. <laughs> Based on this week, are there is there anything to report? No, I thought Tim Tompkins um, blocked me because I was trying to look up some old shit from um. Back when he was banging around with Espo, and um, <laughs> I jumped in our chat and I said, "Hey, boys, boys, is is, is Timmy Tompkins still on Twitter?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, I thought he blocked me, but um, nah, no." Nah. Um, I'm pretty sure Timmy sold his Twitter. He, he, yeah, he, he must be out of it. But yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, that's your first me. response, though. Did someone block me? Because I can't find him. <laughs> I, I had to unblock you before I came on. I'm just. <laughs> I figured you guys just thought I was one of those assholes on Twitter. So I was very, very amused when I got the invite. So. <laughs> no, you, you are. Get for the doubt, buddy. <laughs> you, are, you are not one of those assholes on Twitter. Um, Boyd is. And he's frozen. I, worst thing is, I think he's frozen. And that is the stupidest looking face you have <laughs> ever seen in your life. Oh, no, he's back. That's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. What else you got for us, Kev? Um, okay. Recency bias. Now, I hear you guys, Espo, on PHNX talk about recency bias pretty much every episode, really. <laughs> um, when it comes to the current trade situation, so we see today Jay Crowder, um, there's a lot of rumours out there today, Jay Crowder to Miami, Max Struess coming back the other way, blah, blah. Do we as Suns fans, we as Suns podcasters, even though we're not allowed to because Locked On Warriors or Locked On Dubs, apologies, <laughs> we're only fans. We shouldn't be talking about anything to do with basketball. Um, do we do we just get so excited about recency bias and and in, in the context of trades? Uh, so we lost a game. Everybody jumps on and goes, we need to trade everybody for SGA. Yeah, I mean, but that's human nature, right? I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's anything that doesn't happen in in a lot of walks of life, you know, or something something goes it goes rough in your life, and you're like, man, I'm gonna go buy X, Y, or Z because I'm trying to fill this hole that nothing I purchase is gonna fill, but I'm gonna do it anyways. I feel like it's kind of like that for basketball fans. Oh, we lost. I need to feel fill this uh, this bad feeling I have I with the trade it? machine, you know, like. <laughs> But look, when it comes to the Suns, we all know they need to make one, at least one deal here. We've been talking about it since the off season. So I think every time there's a loss, it's like, oh yeah, we got a deal, Jay. What can we get to help fill fill some of these issues that we have? So you know, some of it's pie in the sky. Look, I think we all would love uh, for a superstar to just fall out of the sky for Jay Crowder, uh, a pick, and Dario Saric. But it, I don't think. That's where you're going to get. I think something with the Miami stuff is more around the, you know, around the fringes that you're going to get. But I think it's human nature to just after a loss or if, you know, if they get jumped in the standings later in the season uh, that it's, oh, we got to add something. We got to add something because it's always the shiny new, you know. 
So you don't think by Jan? I, I think it's January when DA's up, and um, you don't think that the superstar trade is in the mix at all, like the SGA Durant kind of uh, trade. SGA maybe like I, everybody. What drove me nuts about the Durant talk was everybody thought you were going to get Kevin Durant on the cheap. It was like, we're not going to have to trade Cam Johnson. We're not going to have to trade Mikhail Bridges. They don't want DA. So here we go. You can have uh, Landry Shamit. You can have, uh, you know, uh, Dario Saric. And we got three second rounders that you might like. And then they're like, get it done, James Jones. And the, and the worst ones, the ones that frustrate me the most about that are the ones where salaries don't match at all. Yes. <laughs> we're going to trade Jay Crowder. And three first round picks, and we're going to get Kevin Durant. Jay Crowder's on ten million, and Kevin Durant's on forty million. How's that going to work? Yeah, no, nobody worries about that. It's just oh, this would sound good. Everything's fantasy basketball at that point. Now, I think SGA may be more in the ballpark, but it's going to take him forcing the issue in OKC, and then. I don't know that the Suns will have the best the best offer because there's a lot of teams that have, you know, six, seven picks that, that, that they've stored up from other moves they made. The Suns have four that they can that they can trade and some expiring contracts. So then it, it's they all need about any more picks. And well he wants Don't they still have a library of picks? He, he wants, wants all of them. Sam Presti's kink is draft picks, all right? He likes them young. <laughs> <laughs> and and reality is that when you look at that, it's SGA. We all know. I'm I'm assuming everyone's seen that SGA. The news on SGA has started to leak out. He's not happy with the direction of where OKC are going. Blah blah blah. We all knew it was going to happen eventually, um, but it does open the door. Mm-hmm. Now, Suns fans, I've got real bad news for you. We jump up and down about us winning games and lose our fucking shit when we lose. But if we keep winning, our draft picks are going to be shit. That makes it a hell of a lot harder to trade four first-rounders for SGA when SGA comes in and our first-rounders are pick 30. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it, that's part of it. It's the perceived value of those picks. I mean, you're right. If, if Sam Presti looks at it and goes, well, this team's going to be good for X amount of years, but the Knicks are willing to give me everything that isn't nailed down over there. Yeah, I'm going to go for that because you know the Knicks are going to screw this shit up no matter what. So, lads, thoughts? Do you? Well, let's go. I'm going to. I'm going to sidetrack here. Do you think the big trade's going to happen before? Let's say before trade deadline. Is the big trade going to happen? Are the Phoenix Suns out there hunting SGA? or Kevin Durant before the deadline? Or are we going to end up with a trade for Jay Crowder for Max Struess? I think the the word hunting is probably the wrong word. Uh, the word entertaining is probably absolute. Uh, you've got to entertain everything, especially if DA keeps this trajectory. Um, I don't want to waste any more energy on the trade discussions, to be honest. That off-season was just tiring and went nowhere. So to, to think that we're going to do that again for the first half of the season, I just got to. We're really already don't... doing that, mate. Like... Such Twitter's already doing that. Yeah, but I'm not on there. Like, I mean, I'm on there, but I don't do anything on there. So I get to, I get a reprieve. 
I get to wake up feeling good about myself. You know? <laughs> Must be nice. What what is that? Like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Espo has to study that shit for the daily shows. <laughs> yeah. Why I'm going grey? <laughs> Boy, hey, Monty's making it cool again. All right. <laughs> oh, look, I don't think it has to be a mega a mega superstar or anything like that. Uh, as long as something's done before trade deadline, I'm trying not to invest i'm similar to nate i'm just trying not to invest too much into it i think it's all um i think we've got some good expirings there that um that are very movable i don't think james jones is gonna sit on all this i don't think we have to worry that you know something's not going to get done i think it's um the longer it takes it probably means that we're we're waiting on a better return um so yeah look i'm, I'm trying not to fucking get too upset about an orlando and blazers loss and then um and then cash in for fucking you know a fucking ish smith or fucking something like that you know what i mean I don't wanna, smith, but... no fuck no 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 um <laughs> please no no but look yeah look I'm, I'm glad there's no sort of knee-jerk reactions happening and we are sort of um um holding out for the right thing it just every every day that passes it makes me feel like we're um you know um better situated so yeah look i'm i'm not too fast man all right, so with all of this chat, right, the other thing that came out in the last 24 hours that we've seen, there's a GM in the NBA that believes that the Phoenix Suns are the ultimate destination for LeBron James <laughs> because the Lakers suck. Does anyone believe? Well, let's be honest. It is firing up, right? There is talk about LeBron. There is talk about AD. They are starting to talk about whether or not they blow the Lakers up. Is LeBron a realistic chance in Phoenix, Espo? I have thought that. So, the original when we heard rumblings of a superstar wanting to be here, there was two names. The second name never came out. I am still a staunch believer that that was LeBron James, and if he had actually pushed to get out, he would have been in Phoenix. I think this offseason – there's a chance, especially his relationship with James Jones. There's no denying how close they are. You know, it's it's close to L.A., so he could still handle his business, keep his family there, just like CP3 has done there. I, I've always felt like they may be on a collision course for that. I don't know that I, – I don't think it's the best move, but I've always felt like that may be – the the inevitable move that that could happen here. Night makes me sick to think about it. <laughs> I literally, I, I just I can't stand LeBron in any shape, way, or form. I don't. I just don't like him. I don't want him on the team. I mean, I might even if it results in wins. I'm just like cringing. Listening to Espo because he's right. Yeah. He's right. I don't want to think about it. Denial is such a beautiful thing. Hold on. Let me just say, put this in your mind too. Imagine if it was DA is the guy that you have to trade to get him to, and then DA goes on to be the next great Lakers center. That shit keeps me up <laughs> in the night too. The next sack. <laughs> right. Boy, that does make Oh, mate, right. look. Yeah, you look. Fuck, LeBron's never been traded, man. He's just – and he's he's a guy everyone talks about as – he's not, but 
the goat. I mean, it'd be you would think you think if you think the KD package had to be something monumental, you would think that the fucking LeBron package would have to be something massive as well. And I just sort of cringe at that. But in saying that, if it was if we could do it, Gav, with a, a few seconds and there was someone <laughs> forcing your way, hey, hey, and some expiring contract, you know. Good. Good fucking luck. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that's pie in the sky stuff. But ultimately, man, I think, I think if um if he if he came on board, it'd take me a couple of weeks, and I'd have the pom poms out because first and foremost, <laughs> it, it makes me like I'm I'm feeling sick in my stomach right now talking about it. But first and foremost, I'm a Suns fan, and whoever dones the jersey gets my uh, you know, gets my fucking hoorahs. So yeah, look, I'd get behind it. Um. I just, you know, future years, like if he retires in like, you know, a year and a half, two, two years or whatever, and then all these players that we've fucked off go and become, you know, all-stars and are winning championships, then I'd fucking, I'd, I'd have some real deep-seated depression <laughs> come up and, um, and, 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 and fuck up my life. But anyway, yeah. I, I, I think also there's don't one want to be put in a position where we draft Bronny. Yeah. Oh, Please, no. <laughs> Well, hopefully we've traded all our picks to L.A. at that point so we couldn't make it happen. Uh, but I, the one thing – I think the Lakers have one last-ditch move this year that that I think eventually happens. I think they trade Russell Westbrook for Kyrie. I think that's, I think yeah, I that's think that a, a move that they're going to make in hopes that they can salvage whatever the hell's going on this year and try to keep LeBron – focused on LA. Uh, I think if that happens, there's maybe this whole thing, we can avoid it just because uh, of that shit. But uh, I don't know. It's just always been in the back of my mind of this is, this is a collision course. Uh, Eventually it'll happen. Can you just imagine like KD sitting there in Brooklyn going, fuck no, please don't, don't do it. And then Russell's on his way out of LA going, Oh, this guy again. He's literally been traded to every team that his teammates went to. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so at the risk of um, at the risk of upsetting the viewership that's in the chat right now, um, <laughs> and send, and sending everyone home, and also upsetting everyone in here, LeBron's the perfect fit for the Phoenix Suns right now. If you don't have to give anything up for him, and if he had a different personality. LeBron James comes in. I'm going to quote Espo here. I would sell my soul to win a championship. And if LeBron James comes to Phoenix, we're winning a championship. Everyone thought the same of KD. It would be exactly the same with LeBron. Now, the the big thing is LeBron is... He is more than willing and more than capable of adjusting the way he plays to ensure that the people around him will succeed. And if he came to Phoenix, he'd do that. Um, I believe that 100%. LeBron wants another championship before he goes out. Maybe another two. But very good, everybody everybody is carrying on. Shut the hell up. up. Everybody's (laughs) carrying on about the fact that we don't have a power forward. Uh, That's our biggest gap. That's where we suck. Blah, blah. You're going to bring in the greatest power forward of this era and put him okay. in it. All right. Okay. Move on, man. I'm fucking over talking about. Um, yeah. 
I'm with you. I'm with you, Boyd. I got you back on this one. <laughs> just fucking get off me, Brian. <laughs> so just for this, just one more for this. Richie, <laughs> a LeBron championship counts just as fucking much as anything else counts. Do you want to know why? Because we win a fucking title. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're thirsty, uh, you can't be uh, yeah. choosing, uh, uh, you know, what you're getting there. Uh, you just got to accept whatever comes your way. All right. I'm winning a title. That's all I care about. <laughs> but before Boyd uh, shaves more of his head. And um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether or not that was him crying or his baby in the background. Um, we'll move on to the next part. Questions for Espo. So, all right, we do this. We do this with all of our special guests, Espo. Um, I'm going to start off. Then we'll throw it out, guys in the chat. Hold off uh, a couple of minutes, then throw your questions out. But number one question. The top three Suns podcasts, not including your own. Uh, Aussie Suns fans, <laughs> well fanning the flames. Uh, the timeline, Ooh, and most people can... will be surprised that I that We've I actually said that. Yeah, we got a mix. <laughs> some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, our guest yeah. last week put it put the timeline firmly at the top of his bottom three. Yeah, look, look, I obviously am not the the biggest analytics and let's break down plays guy. I mean, that's, you know, just not my taste. But I know there are a lot of people that appreciate the work those guys do. So I'll throw it there. Love it. What's your bottom three? Uh, Aussie Suns fans, uh, <laughs> fanning the flames and the timeline. No, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I go on, Espo. Throw some shade. There's got to be something there that you, you laugh know, at. I, I'm not on it anymore. And anytime anybody loses me, just ask my ex girlfriends. Things aren't as good. As, so <laughs> I guess I'll put Dave there. Dave, I love you, man. I'm just doing it for uh, for the listeners here. So <laughs> uh, that's so one. You, you got two more, mate. Uh, Sunny and Phoenix. I'll put that one down for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You can go with that movie. one. <laughs> Is it still uh, a podcast if you only record once a year? <laughs> uh, seven seven seconds or less. Uh, that that yes, was never my very favorite. Very good inclusion. Using <laughs> up everybody's bottom three list since uh, last season's pods. <laughs> yeah, the right, good no, old uh, good. The, the good old seven seconds or less. We're not allowed to put faces on podcasts and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, no, fair call. Um, Boyd, have you got a question for Espo? I do. When I found out I was going to be able to ask one of the most prominent social media sons identities some questions, I got really excited and I made a little list here. I started jotting some shit down, and I the first thing was a. Espo, how much do you make a year? Not <laughs> enough. And then, and then I thought, no, hang on, hang on. That's a, I can, she, not she, you told me not to ask some shit. You leave with what's your salary? No, no I cross it out. I cross it out. So I don't, I don't expect you to answer that one. Um, um, the solar panel divorce. Do you hate David King? Oh no, I love no. Dave. I mean, no. I mean, I spent five years with Dave. Like, let me. Let me set the record straight on this because a lot of people think Saul 
is the one that broke up the solar panel too. And it wasn't, it wasn't Saul. We, I happen, Saul and I happen to get offered a chance to do this for a living, right? I was in purgatory doing corporate marketing after I left the Suns because I wanted to let my wife stay at home and, and be with our child. So I went and, and took the money, right? So when I got offered a chance to do this again, I decided I'm going to do it. And they happen to want Saul to be our GM. And if if I was – I we needed a Suns writer, but I knew the money that I had to offer wasn't anywhere near what Dave was making in his actual career, plus the money he was making with Brightside. And I, I wasn't going to insult the guy like, hey, can you take like a 90% pay cut to come <laughs> stick around doing this? So that was the whole thing with it. So, I no, see. so what, you're saying, what you're saying is that you offered Gerald shit money. Yes. <laughs> Gerald knows that. No. <laughs> uh, but, no, but Dave's got government money for his government <laughs> job. So you don't touch government money in sports media. Let's make that no, clear. You don't touch government money in any country in any world. <laughs> Exactly. Well, no, look, I, I honestly, my tinfoil hat, I know you get yours out every now and then, Espo. My, so when, when Bookman first came in to the solar panel yeah. and, and, um, and uh, Timmy left, I thought, who the fuck saw Bookman and why is he fucking bumping in and knocking? He's fucked off this guy. Like, I'm thinking saw Bookman some sort of fucking, um, like, like gangster potter or something like that. And he's just come <laughs> in and he's, uh, fucking nudged him out. And then he's um he's got a taste for it, and then he's just said, "All right, Dave, time to fuck off," and and I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking Espo with me, and we're yeah. going to start uh, this fucking. You, you, uh, you nailed mess. it. I was lying the whole last five minutes. You just nailed it. I wondered who the fuck <laughs> is this Bookman guy too when he first started, but uh, it turned out all right. No, no, okay, okay. So yeah, that's the the first one out there. Um, you've said you're the best um uh, podcaster. Um, ever the goat, and um, I think you're not. I think uh, Justin. <laughs> did I? <laughs> when did you say that? On on Twitter, you put you you touted yourself as the the goat of uh, Sons podcast. Did I? Yeah, if yeah. I did, I totally was not have serious. You, but all right, I'll own it. I'll wear okay. it. Anyway, anyway, I just I just want to tell you that Justin is the OG uh, Sons podcast. That's the oh. guy. That's a good Justin, Jay is my lawyer. Like, I ride or die with Justin. I was actually so going to say, I was so actually going to say, Brown, he can have it. I was actually going to say at the start of this, S babe, do you want us to bring your lawyer in? <laughs> we can probably, he's in the chat. We can probably bring him in before you answer anything. He did. And now, he did tell me to move on during that last question. I should have listened to my lawyer. But... Hey, hey, one more, one more. I've got. I had hey, before you move on, boy. You you sent me a video. Uh, sorry, a, an audio recording warning me not to ask questions that might offend Espo. Specifically, one. And let me just make with that shit. Let me make this clear. I don't get offended. So ask whatever the hell you want. I don't have to answer, but you can ask whatever the hell you want. And yeah, no, no, you don't that was, that was a bit different. That was a bit different. Anyway, and then, no, no, but um, last one was is that one of your stories from your time at the Suns? Fucking which one of the Morrises dropped the fucking shoulder on you and was being a, like a tough guy? Mark, uh, Markeith came. Mark I was really, yeah, I was yeah, walking out, out yeah. the tunnel to get to the court. 
he was walking from the court from his pregame shooting. I was, I was, had looked down, looked back up. He drops his shoulder into me and knocks me over, sends my phone flying, laughs, and keeps walking to the locker room. You're kidding. Nope. How fucked is nope. that? Yeah. I didn't hear, I've never heard that story. So yeah, that's but, why you don't like the Mara. Well, I, among the many reasons, other reasons, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was his sense of humor, too. He thought that was funny. Yeah, that shit. Hey, so my question around that was, did anyone else see it? And did people just turn a blind eye because he's fucking one of the Morai? How did that, how did like this, the atmosphere around that moment, was yeah. it a, you getting up and everyone just sort of like looking away and like, fuck it, we didn't see anything sort of thing? I think well, uh, there may have been like one other person in the tunnel, but it would have been real low level uh, kind of. Yeah. Not not low level as in human being. I just mean on the food chain of uh, of Sun's employees. Well, we've, so, read, we've all read the report, mate. Everybody was low level. <laughs> I didn't go to HR because I knew nothing would happen based on uh, what you all saw in the report. If, if, <laughs> if, Look, there's, if there's not many people around in that sort of circumstance, it, you'd be feeling like it's almost personal, wouldn't you? If it's a, more of a one-on-one thing, it's be like there's no one there to impress or fucking high five. Yeah, I got that guy type thing. Well, that's just, what I was going to ask. What led to it? Did you he's tweet about his kids or something? No, that is literally was his sense of humor. Like uh, he ah, just, I would have dropped him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a dick. He's a yeah, dick. I mean he's that's what dick. it comes down to. I mean, he, he was a jerk. I mean, yeah, so yeah. I was whatever. Like you know, if if he, that made him feel like a bigger man, that's uh, you know. That's Good it. on that's him. Yeah, that's that's your own shit. I didn't uh, bother so me six, that much. Six foot nine, dropping a shoulder on Espo. What are you, five, eight, seven? At the time, I was, yeah, five, eight and a half, and I probably weighed a buck 70 at that point. I was skinny Espo back then. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it did, I didn't get hurt. Nothing Nothing was a big deal. So it was like, But oh, it was whatever. just, it was just a shit cheap shot. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah, cool, cool. No, no, to be honest, I hate him. I hate him even more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nate, same, question. Same oh yeah, I got a couple. I've probably got three or four now that I'm uh, that Boyd spoke. I can ask a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> no, look. Um, according to your PHNX bio, and pretty much anyone that's sort of listened to you, you've been described as an unconventional or non-conventional content creator. Do you have an OnlyFans account? Uh, I considered it, but my feet are way too hairy to make any money. So, okay, <laughs> that, that was actually the OnlyFans part was sort so, of a joke. But can I? You, <laughs> can I? I actually want us to start OnlyFans with a PH instead of an F, and uh, and then where it's content that only our subscribers get to see of the PH and X Sun Show where. Where maybe I give more of these stories from behind the scenes or something, just that. to have a little fun with it. So maybe there will be one with a PH sometime. Right, that's future. been patented right here on our show. That's, uh, <laughs> I love, I love that. Yeah, we're, we're, and were you guys? Will you be telling them stories in like you know, fucking dick stickers or your fucking whatever it gets what? the money coming in? You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against nudity if it makes the money. All right. So. Good. <laughs> Everybody else will be, but I won't be. Like, nobody wants to see this, but I'm in. I'm in. You got me. <laughs> you, you have your first subscriber. 
Dick stickers aside, I was actually going somewhere with that question. Dick stickers, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You said before that you're part of the media group that used to make <coughs> that shit up to make it sound cool. So looking through the titles of your articles, um, they all kind of range from trending to emotional to clickbait. How do you actually come up with your titles for your articles? <laughs> uh depends on what it is like uh if it's me just being sarcastic i'm like what is what's going to get in the most clicks you know like i hate to admit it but that's part of the business right so so sometimes i'll do that sometimes it is literally look i i've grown up a fan of this team uh this is personal what will connect with other people right so what will what will sons fans understand like they'll they'll go okay he's one of us and, and I'm interested in this. So, you know, it's some combination of that, you know, and, and sometimes it's, Oh shit, I need a title for this because it's got to go up. So <laughs> this will fucking work. Yeah. You know, that, that's kind of the, uh, the gamut of it, to be honest. Uh, All right. Uh, I do have one, one more that has been approved. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bro. I want thank the unapproved bro. ones. So. <laughs> I'll, 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 I might actually throw it out there. We'll see. <laughs> um, the the fuck Jay Crowder shirt that made yeah. famous at the post game interview uh, mm -hmm. last season. Would you wear one now? <laughs> oh, I and, and feel free to use all the language to describe why you'd wear it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I've said it multiple times on the show. I mean, I, little did we know New Orleans was a thousand percent right. We should just start chanting that randomly at the arena uh, now, you know, just to, to just to make it very clear. Uh, thanks for nothing, Jay. So yeah, I, I I'd have no problem with it. I mean, where's the where's the ones you didn't get approved? Let's uh, come on. Well, I, I'll give you. I, I'll, do I'll it. it to do you it. As a, just a, do it. He wants the I'll unapproved put, question. I'll put it, it to you more as a statement that you you don't rather than a, a please comment and give you feedback, but. I was looking at things to try and throw at you to get a laugh. And um, I typed in um, embarrassing Greg Esposito AZ sports moments into Google and started looking at the things that came up. At about eight, eight Google results down the page, it came up with list of gay characters in television. <laughs> That's not one of the most embarrassing things I've done. So. <laughs> 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 Did you get into any of the Reddit threads about me? Those are special. Those are next level special. I'll just tell you that. Oh, give us uh, some. Give us something uh, that to this day you go. You know what? That, we got some uh, Google cool. work to do after this. Then let me. Let me. I'll. I'll do it right here live uh, on here. I'll read you some of the some of the fun ones. Uh, from uh, yeah, here's one. Sub a son subreddit. Espo's about as funny as a school shooting. Uh, <laughs> Espo has zero journalistic integrity in his pandering. Uh, Espo, uh, here here's one. What is the deal with Greg Esposito? That was one of the early ones. Like like I had some mental issue that they wanted to know about. Uh, Espo is going to hang it up. I'm going to miss him more than Carlton doing the Carlton dance, making fun of. My '90s references, uh, and then I mean, none, oh, there's a nice one. Shout out to Espo and Dave King for trashing Nate Duncan. So there you go. <laughs> none, of, none of this is going to match. Espo is as funny as a school shooting. 
Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yep, you wrote that down. That's vicious. You you just Google Espo Sons Reddit, and that's like the first thing that comes up. So, <laughs> all right, all right, uh, chat. Throw us any questions you have for Espo. We do have the first one, so we'll throw this one out there. Espo, how can the Aussie Suns fans podcast improve? More babies. I need <laughs> I need more. I need each of you holding a, an infant every episode. While we're I can. I can, I can supply a few for you guys. Um, ah, and mate, Just I'll post send one to Singapore for me. <laughs> you fucking have it. You can keep it. <laughs> I, I assume Boyd just had a different baby each time, too. Like, I, just, I didn't think it was the same one. I just thought he was really active. He's got him on rotation. He is active. <laughs> All right, Espo, when are you coming to Australia? Has uh, the Phoenix Suns podcast, the PHNX Suns podcast, we're talking about it. Um, we really want to come out there this summer. Uh, so we're working on it. We're working on a few things uh, to, to do that and, uh, and potentially even involve uh, in, an Aussie that's uh, on the current Suns roster as well. So that'd be amazing. Jock itch. And we all know that. Um, uh, the our favorite barbecue supplier out here is going to hook you guys up with a afternoon free barbecue. Enjoying Ash Shaw, he looks after us. He's going to hook you guys up with the barbecue. Saul Saul is very very excited uh, about that. So all the smoked barbecue, come and get it. I'm so um, you're going to base it around this guy. That's a knife. Chocodile Dundee. Yes, that's the. <laughs> that's the. See, I was afraid to use that nickname because it came to my mind the second we signed him. But I was like, I didn't want to offend any of my friend, any of my Aussie friends. Uh, but since you guys approve it, I may work that into the rotation. So. Get it in. Get it in. Where where I came with it, Chocodile Dundee. That's what it's all about, right there. Perfect. We'll know so that we've we, all done our work when it uh, gets called in an actual broadcast. Yep. So Ash Shaw at All the Smoke Barbecue. Um, if you are watching, listening, doing whatever, check him out on Instagram. Um, they're going to hook the PHNX crew up when they come out um, and enjoy or, or give them a chance to enjoy some real Aussie barbecue when you finally do get out here. I'm looking forward to it. We, I, our our second largest listener base, it's US and then it's Australia. You guys come strong when it comes to what we do. It comes to the show. So I do need to weigh in with another little question before we move on too much. Um, yeah, all right. Well, we got. I told you I was fanboying at the here. start of the pod. Uh, when we caught up with Saul when you got the COVID, <laughs> Saul was a very good man and uh, FaceTimed Lindsay for me. Are you going <laughs> to FaceTime Lindsay for me? Right now? <laughs> Not now. Oh, I was going to say, because it's it's like 10 p.m. here. She's been asleep for five hours already. So, yeah, when, when we meet, I'll face – you know what? If you guys come back out here or when we're out there, I'll bring Lindsay to you. Yeah, you don't have – not just FaceTime. I'll get her to come out. I've got that much pull compared to Saul. So. <laughs> I, you, I shouldn't have, you shouldn't have used that. You shouldn't have used that statement on an Australian Suns fan podcast. I've got <laughs> that much pull. Yeah. Um, 
Paul Lindsay, what, she's going to be worried. What brand are your Phoenix color, uh, PHX colored glasses? So they're actually called Pair Eyewear, P A I R, eyewear.com. And uh, you can uh, you can get them there. I I love them. It's fun. These are actually the without the colored topper on them. They're the same glasses. So I have fun with them. I like them. So my lawyer's right. telling me to be careful here, uh, Justin. Uh, I I don't know the meaning. All right. I do not know the meaning. <laughs> don't don't listen to me. This is the most important question. Espo, can you get Jock Landau on our show? Okay. If what I'm trying to put together happens or what we're trying to put together happens with Jock, I will do my best to try to get him here. Love it. I'll I'll if I get a chance this week, I'll DM him. We were DMing after after he called me a clown. Because he was telling me the same thing you guys uh, said on the show. And he's Which like, is, clown is, uh, Australian-wise, clown is dude. not offensive. Yeah, he was like, he's like, can I not use dry humor with you? I was like, no, I found it hilarious. <laughs> it was the rest of the internet that lost yeah. their shit over it. I didn't care. You know, it, so, uh, but yeah, if uh, if I get a chance, I'll, I'll DM him. But we're working on something, and if it happens, I'll definitely... We'll find a way to do kind of a, a cross thing with the, with him, Love it. you guys, and maybe us at PHNX. So. Yeah, well, he probably won't because Boyd's just hunts that much shit on him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, dug a, I've dug a hole. I've dug a hole. What, what was the craziest Suns trade you heard of, even if it gained no traction? <sighs> well, okay, so before I was with the team, I, I when I got to the team, they told one of the people there told me T-Mac was – basically minutes away from being a son during his prime and that that one fell through at the last minute. Uh, Kevin Garnett was close. That one's been reported before. Uh, And then the craziest trade deadline was uh, it had to be the year that they traded a third of their roster. That was the year they traded uh, IT uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Goran Dragic, Miles Plumley, like literally a third of the roster, and we found out two minutes before the deadline. And when you work for a team, when that happens, you have to go through the entire website and scrap everything that involves that player. So we spent two hours going through the website, trying to scrape everything clean, making sure there was no references, you know, trying to find out what we were getting in return, how we could add those guys in. It was insanity. So that one was uh, that one was probably the craziest I was involved in. Uh, now nah, I'll give you one other one. I haven't told this one on on PHNX Sun, so I'll probably get an earful that I give it to you guys <laughs> first before I do it there. But to hell with it. Uh, the year that Markeith Morris got traded, uh, it was the same year Earl Watson came in. Uh, I'm sitting in a meeting with a bunch of our executives and our PR team 10 minutes before the deadline. And they said, front office told us that Mark isn't being traded. We need to spin it like Mark is is a part of the future that he's reformed that he's uh, that he's because if you remember Earl Watson had gotten him back in the lineup after he sat for like six weeks and didn't play. So they're like, you got to bullshit the people that he's part of the future. That That's why we didn't trade him and we believe in him, yada, yada. Three minutes into that conversation, I get an Adrian Wojnarowski alert that says, 
Markeith Morris has been traded to the Wizards, and I go in the media, and I'm like, uh, we don't have to worry about this anymore. We're not a problem anymore. And everybody was very excited. So. How that actually happened is after the Markeith dropping the shoulder thing, Espo actually uh, yeah, arose yeah, from his seat and he said, no, we're fucking trading him to Washington, and it's happening in the next couple of minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone to Waj right now. Because so, you've got that much pull. That's how much pull is. I actually requested a trade myself at that point. They didn't <laughs> honor it. Uh... Last question for you. And I, I did miss this. This was one of my questions. Are you ever going to Minnesota after Saul's comment? <laughs> I, I am. I don't know that he should show up there. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. I missed it. And we did we did change the name of the episode to pull the ripcord for your <laughs> comments afterwards. Um, that was that was one of the biggest mic drop moments of this season of the PHNX Suns podcast. Lindsay Lindsay couldn't breathe. That's why I was just like, all right, I'm getting us out of here. I'm done. <laughs> this was insane. Let's get out. And that's uh, that's what happened. Boyd looks confused. Do you want to? Do you want to explain what happened? Do I? Can I repeat yeah. that? Like, <laughs> I said. I said to the group it was after the Minnesota game, and I said to the group, you know, because we were talking about Devin Booker talking shit to the uh, to the bench, the Minnesota bench, and that the the Minnesota reporter who who tweeted it, all the comments from Minnesota fans were super polite about Devin talking crap to their team, like the polar opposite of what we see on Suns Twitter, right? They were like, oh, that, you know, I understand, you know, he's not, he's not wrong, like all these nice things. So I said, well, you know what? It's in Minnesota people's DNA to, to be super nice because it's what they're known for. You know, it's the, oh, gee golly kind of attitude. And so it goes, yeah, unless you're cops and record scratch. Daryl and I are looking at each other like I don't know how to respond to that. Lindsay just loses her shit, and I just say, "Hey, it's time to leave." Good, good night, everybody. Uh, I believe verbatim it was. Remember when, when Saul says things like this, pull the ripcord, and you're checked out. <laughs> yep. Doesn't Daryl's misses come from fucking yes. Minnesota? <laughs> Even more awkward. Wait, yeah. wait Daryl, Daryl would have just been like zip. That was, he literally was speechless. He was just staring at me. So <laughs> that's that is magnificent. Boyd, um, I believe you are supposed to have one more question. Me? Yeah. No, I haven't. All right. Um, I'll do it then. Espo, last question. Mm -hmm. The PHNX crew, there's four of you on there. Take yourself out. You got to marry <laughs> one, you got to root one, and you got to kill one. Root one, shoot one, marry one. Uh, Gerald <laughs> seems like he'd be a gentle lover. So I think Gerald oh uh, there, uh, I, I think, you know, I'd wind up marrying Lindsay because she reminds me of my mother. So that's probably yep. how that would happen. And Saul's yeah, obviously the kill. Right. So. He's the kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, I forgot all about that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, very well handled there, Espo. Very good <laughs> yourself in a lot of shit with Mrs. Esposito. Um, but you didn't. You fucking, you just, you found your feet and you, uh, and you knocked that one out of the park. Well done. Yeah. 
I'm pretty That's sure Gerald you. would be her answer too. So I think she's all right. With it. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Espo, oh, hold on. Oh, Mary yeah. Root kill <laughs> Justin Paul Dan. Uh, it'd probably be a, a hate fuck with uh, Justin, Mary Paul, uh, and I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, it just you just happen to be the only one left, but Paul would. Paul would be the spouse that everybody wants. So. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Fantastic answer. Um, we always allow we always allow the opportunity for our US guests to ask questions yeah, of us. Fun. Anything Australia wide. Go. What's the thing that annoys you most about us here in the states, Nate? Uh, I might actually throw to you, Gav, because it's the reason that you started this group seven years ago. Uh, right, the the the, the carry on and the bullshit. <laughs> it's like, so, so, please uh, take over, Gav. From a from a Suns fans' perspective, um, the fucking whinging about everything. <laughs> we, we lose a game, and like I said, Arizona needs to be burned to the ground. Um, For many me, reasons, crazy. <laughs> it drives me insane. There is 82 games in a season. Why the fuck are we burning the place to the ground over one game? That's what upsets me the most. Uh, what else? Uh, my daughter would want to know this. Are koalas like everywhere in Australia or is there just certain areas that, that koalas are? She's obsessed with them. So. Um, There's bush. They're, yeah, bush. Yeah, they're, basic, they're basically everywhere. They are. But um, the important thing is, or the important thing to remember is, koalas sleep twenty three hours a day. Yeah. So we really don't see them. Um, they're not running across the street everywhere. Although most of our major streets have signs that say "Beware of koalas" um, in heavily populated koala areas. Bro, bro, and and rightly so. I ran over one. One was crossing the street, and I fucking ran over it in my old EA Falcon. This is well, but the worst thing—the worst thing about that story was you didn't need to stop and back back over it again. <laughs> I will not tell my daughter this part, but the other part. Thank you for for enlightening me, gentlemen. Uh, biggest spider you've ever seen out there? Because I heard those fuckers can get pretty large. Oh, huge! Yeah, probably a huntsman for me. Yeah, I, say it's the I, saw, I, I saw a huntsman probably the size of bigger uh, than your head. Fuck. Yeah, bigger than my fucking head. He he would have wrapped yeah. his legs around my ears. It was all right. Big. Well, I'm re reconsidering that trip out during your winter. But I'm, that was uh, the biggest uh, one. huntsman completely harmless. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, no, they're nice. They're nice. That's yeah, the small ones you got to worry about. You actually, you actually, yeah, and, and that is spot on. When it comes to spiders in Australia, it's the little ones that are venomous. The big ones, they're good as yeah, gold. Cool. You leave them, in, leave them in the house, they eat the flies and the bugs. And, and I kill them just, still. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, Bro, my my toddlers and kids. If there's a if there's a creepy crawly that walks or fucking um, is visible to them, I have to kill it. And I fucking, <laughs> I just, I spend a lot of my time. Um, chasing creepy crawlers around the house. So, yeah, no, you kill them all the same. So, um, all right. as, as, as Ash says, a small dinner plate is basically the biggest spider you'll see out here. The the really big ones, 
live in the desert. Makes sense. All right, which one of you hated me uh, the most on Twitter at one point? I got, I get a lot oh, of hate. Be you got to be boy. I, that's you fine. get nothing but love for and me, Espo. And, and it wasn't a it wasn't a real hate, um, um, Espo. So when I first got on Twitter and I knew nothing about podcasts and um, who actually were the personalities, I saw a lot of you on there. And um, when I started listening listening to podcasts, your fucking voice was so <laughs> whiny and annoying. I just hey, is it, actually I, actually we do have one podcast where Boyd says exactly that. Yeah, and yeah, and I, people are on with I, Justin. I thought to myself, "Fuck, who is this fucking Espo Seto fucker?" And he's just, and because you got this, and I, I, I uh, thought it was like a Brooklyn, um, like a, like a, a game against the. He actually game. called everyone mafia. In, in America. He goes, "You from the mafia." <laughs> a mafia, That's thing. right? Yeah, yeah. I don't and, disagree um, with you. And and it was just really really annoying, but um, it it. Probably only took me about three months, and your voice didn't get it. It wasn't annoying anymore. So it's true. <laughs> anyway, man. And I, and I, and I, it took and three I, months. <laughs> and I absolutely I, love you now. I love you. I'm a big, big fan. I've I've lived with it for 38 years, and I still <laughs> fucking hate it. So <laughs> that's all right. Like we keep hearing, um, we keep hearing from guys over there that uh, the Aussie accent, we love it. Like we'll jump on, we love it. It's great. Honestly, I came over, I was there for nine weeks with the family. And when I got back on the plane and heard Australians speaking, it was the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I I love it. I you guys you guys can insult me and it, it just sounds like music. By the way, what what should I worry about? If Jock calls me this, I should be worried that I've actually uh, pissed him off. Dog oh, we, got 30, we got 39 a minutes dog. in. A dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't want to get called a dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Because out here, everybody would be like, oh, now he thinks you're bros. He called you a dog. Like, yeah. So no, you get called a dog, no. you're fucking. Yeah, out here, out here, if you get called it's a not, dog. It's not D A W G. It's um just D A G. All right. So, so clown good, dog bad. Got it. Yeah, that's all I need to. Know. All right, I think I think I'm good. I think you guys have answered all my awesome. questions. So. All right, so Sonia's Sonia has thrown a question at us, and because we have the guys on, we may as well answer them. How did y'all Aussies meet? Um, basically, Sonia, what we did was we, as a Phoenix Suns fan in Australia, um, I didn't believe that we had any other Phoenix Suns fans in Australia. Because majority of Suns fans over, or majority of basketball fans over here, followed Chicago, Boston, or the Lakers. Um, so I created a Facebook page, um, and on the US pages, I went in, copied the link, put them in there, and we went from five people to five hundred in a week. Wow, um, it well, wasn't really a week, but we did we did well, crack that five hundred markers. But when you started it, the pod, yeah, it broke it broke really really quickly. Um, we keep inviting people, um, and then basically, I think there was a couple of games. I travelled up for, to Brisbane for work, caught up with the guys. Um, I think the first one we had about ten people. 
Yeah, yeah. First two. Second one, we had yeah. 12 or 14 people. Um, we caught up, went and watched a Suns game live, um, few beers, whatever else. But um, that's effectively how it's grown. Um, we met. Yeah, I, I didn't know Gav. And, no, yeah. Boyd, Boyd knew of me through a friend of a friend and he reached out and threw me into the group. And then uh, we all just kept chatting on this uh, through the Facebook group that Gav created, and here we are. And, and then, uh, then we listened to some uh, US pods, and the negativity drove us mad. So we created our own. Uh, look, I think that's the coolest part of the internet, right? Like you guys can meet in your country. I can get to know you guys uh, through the internet, have this kind of a conversation. There's a lot of shit that sucks about the internet, but this is one of those cool things. So yeah, yeah, great. And uh, like Nate and I traveled over for the finals last year, which the Suns obviously didn't make. <laughs> Thanks very much, <laughs> Suns. In saying that, it was one of the greatest trips we've ever had. We met Justin, we met Dan, we met Paul, we met Saul, we met um, Veronica, Lindsay. We we met some awesome people, went to a Mercury game, caught up with all the, the guys at um, the Wings Hangout. Just just that trip was freaking amazing, to be, yeah. to be brutally honest, and can't wait to... And- do it again this year when the and we Suns make the finals. And we became Mercury fans because of um, Skylar <laughs> Diggins-Smith and Sophie Cunningham. Um, Nate got laid over there, Espo. <laughs> what? Because, you did? Congratulations. Uh, yeah. We uh, because <laughs> that, is, that, that Hansel's so hot right now. That's not what it sounds like, but <laughs> I also had a Mercury game <laughs> just because I thought it would be fun. I took my shirt off and made... Skyler sign my shoulder. <laughs> Did you get it tattooed on or after? Yeah. He I tried. said he was I going tried. to. We ran every tattoo place. They wouldn't take me in. No one would take him. <laughs> um, and not surprising either because he's a disgrace and a mess. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen to go up against Espo in this random Suns. Are we doing that today, Gav? It's up next, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> It is up next, okay, and that okay, is a great okay. that is a great segue. Great segue. <laughs> okay, cool. Guys, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? Sure. Yes. I don't. Can I use my phone? Uh, can I type on my yes. phone? Yeah, of course. All right. You can. I'll I'll probably play it twice. And after some of the discussions today, <laughs> really, really nice. I've actually added a fifth, which oh, is shit. you need to tell me. Which of the two is the correct twin? Five ways to fail. All right. <laughs> Espo will be Espo should know this. The, the fifth one. <laughs> one of these two, one of those two, shoulder charge So he should know. Are we ready, gents? <laughs> yes. Here we go.
Fuck me. How we go, guys? <laughs> play it again. That'll be my worst showing. Here, go have all of them. We'll we'll play it again. Yeah, fuck. Here we Once again, they're, they're a little bit blurred for specific reasons. Don't want to make it too easy. The chat, please don't comment until we go through them. Um, number one, Boyd, who was it? I didn't. I didn't. I... <laughs> no idea? Okay. No, no, no Nate, idea. who was number no, I wrote one? Down, I wrote down one of the Arsdale twins, but I don't know if I'm right. Espo. Uh, it's Alvin Adams, who actually still works for the franchise, uh, played from 75 black. to 88. It was wow. Alvin Adams. Okay. Do not disappoint us, Espo. You, well Espo done. now's the first one. Who was the second one? Boyd. Um, I'm trying to think of the visual. Is was that um was that the bow out was that the uh, the shaved head guy? I was thinking bow outlaw again, um, but it wasn't. Anyway, no, I wrote person down as the surname. Like, I know the face, but it wasn't Wesley. It wasn't Wesley. <laughs> like, no, it is, I got lost on that one. It is it's Anthony right. Tolliver. It is absolutely wow. a, a man who has the nicest manicured nails I've ever seen in the NBA. So, I thought it was a lot heftier. Nice. I thought it was a more solid build. Maybe it was later in his career. Anyway, Boyd, who was the third? Was that um, um, McDyess? Yeah. Um, I wrote down Paul Silas. <laughs> Antonio McDyess on his second time around with the team. His first, he wore 34. So that was the second time when he was okay, traded no. from the Knicks uh, in the Stefan Marbury deal. It was indeed Antonio McDyess. Who was the fourth, Boyd? Was it Vinny Del Negro? Nate? I actually put a question mark down. So, Yep, Vinny Del Negro uh, yeah. the, before he became a broadcaster for the team. Nice. It was <laughs> Vinny Del Negro. And, of course, the last one. Which twin was it? Boy. That's, um, that's Keith. Yeah. Nate? It's, Mar- it's Marcus. It's a skin in the face. I'm pretty sure it's Marcus. I wrote Mark Keefe down, but I was looking for the height comparison. That's any way I can and tell. About I, I got it from more, more the beard. I thought. And uh, you're Keith saying Marcus? I'm saying Marcus. It was Mark Keefe. Oh, I blanked it out of my head. All right. I, <laughs> once he assaulted me, he was dead to me. So I just assumed it was Marcus. <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm like, really glad it was Mark I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I traded that guy years ago. He's fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Important question. Really important question. I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with this way, Gaspar? Uh, anybody in the world or out of you three? Uh, anyone in the NBA world or us three? 
That's uh, well, I'd love to have a beer with all three of you. Then that's that's genuine. That's uh, that's not hyperbole. I really mean that. But in the NBA world, shit, I'd love to sit down with uh, with the commissioner and understand how he's had to handle all this shit and get the real dirt on what was left out of the report, but that they uh, that they actually found out. So. Night. Well, because we do this every week, I just looked at the last week in basketball, and specifically, I want to have a beer with the Boomers squad because they um, the, they qualified for the FIBA World Cup two nights ago. Nice. Uh, the FIBA, the World Cup's not till uh, August uh, next year in Philippines, which is in Indonesia, Japan. So it's actually going to be close to me um, this year or the next next round. But yeah, the boys qualified on uh, a couple and- of nights ago. And of course, um, an ex Phoenix Sun playing for the US is dominating in um, that qualification, which is Langston Galloway. <laughs> a very good man, Langston Galloway. Boy, Cedric Sabalos. He's uh, he was uh, Cedric Sabalos. Well, I just I just recalled like um, he, he he's recently been employed by the team, um, and. I can't, couldn't remember. I saw it on some fucking video he put up somewhere, but I didn't know what he was coming back to do. And I, and I had all these questions, and I never end up look, looking into it. But um, I loved, I love Cedric, and um, I know he's been crook lately. And um, yeah, I just wanted to, um, I'd love to have a beer with him to find out what he's doing. Was it, was it the old um, guard that hired him, or the new guard, or and um, what he's doing there? And yeah, just you know, I just, I'm just a big fan of Cedric. Personally, my beer this week is James Jones. I want to see how he's feeling about um, all the bullshit that's been thrown around because the guy come in with Monty, changed the culture, the team's different, we're a championship contender. And basically all I've seen after the Philly game and the Orlando game is how pathetic James Jones and um, Monty Williams are. So I'd love to see how James is feeling about um, this is what the Suns fans play. Oh, man, I can't believe Esp- oh, I hate that you beat me in that fucking game, Espo. I really do. <laughs> it annoys that's, me. But that's my wheelhouse, buddy. Like, you, you're, 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 you are elite in that regard. <laughs> I will say that. You start busting out dates and jersey numbers. And yeah, yeah. You've How definitely been more, you can... more elite than anything um, anyone else has thrown up, uh, including <laughs> Justin, who's been pathetic. Every time well, I've done three, it. Three, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Hey, boy. Don't be a flog. <laughs> Who's your flog of the week, boy? My flog of the week is uh, probably, I think I've said that, said this one in the last couple of weeks, is uh, Zin Varlock on Twitter. Because he's a fucking, um, he's a c- cerebral uh, troll. And he sucked way too many people in, and he's just there's no need for it. He's just he's. I told him to fuck off in a tweet this morning, I think, and um, he didn't reply. He probably blocked so, me. Uh, so the yeah. uh, the who blocked boy this week segment will be Zin Barlock next. Probably, week. probably. I don't I don't know what his go is, man, but I don't. I'm not buying it, and he he's just a fucking douche. Anyway, yeah. I'll still follow him though. <laughs> I'll still follow him. I'm not too proud. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, who's your flog of the week? Um, Sam Bankman-Fried. 
the guy that owns or did own uh, the FTX crypto exchange. Now I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> Why? Like it's tied to basketball. It is tied to basketball. It's the okay. fallout. So they were the biggest, apparently safest crypto exchange in the world and they failed and they got a bailout buyout. Um, they were sponsoring the Miami Heat. They had the stadium name for the Heat. And after going to bankruptcy, the Heat now have to rename the stadium. But what that means for the other cryptocurrencies or crypto exchanges that are sponsoring the NBA, and there's five. There's five that are major sponsors across the NBA. So you've got Crypto.com sponsoring the old Staples Center, Weeble sponsoring Brooklyn to $30 million and change. Uh, you've got Coinbase that's a direct sponsor to the entire NBA. FTX sponsored Miami and Socios, which I've never heard of, uh, a direct sponsor to the LA Lakers. And there was a Storm X that signed on to sign the Portland jerseys and they've already gone. So I, I, my biggest flog of the week is that guy because you, you don't want to see a, a, you know, what are they, a, a fall down effect where the rest of the crypto uh, sponsorship money goes out as well because a lot of it tied up in the NBA. That's fine. Yeah, no, it, it's cheesy, but Elon Musk. I mean, Twitter was already a, a cesspool, a, a hellscape, and it's gotten significantly worse in the last week. Everybody uh, it, can have bad. a blue tick. Everybody. Well, and I look, I could give a crap about the blue check mark and any of that. It's it, for me, like, I don't care. Uh, if I have it or not, it was more, I mean, these, these people that were running fake accounts were just it caused stocks to crash, all sorts of chaos, just simply because Elon Musk thought, well, I need to make eight bucks off these people somehow. Let's just, uh, you know, do this thing. So he's Is it, hey, um, it's like eight bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. Is I, that actually happening? <laughs> well, they shut it down after two days. Because people bought check marks for fake accounts and then trolled all sorts of people, including Elon Musk. And that's who could have seen that happen. Who could have seen that coming? How the fuck am I going to know who to follow? Who's going to mold my NBA opinions (laughs) if I have to fucking see an Andrew fucking Leesus with a blue tick and somehow um, give him some sort of weight to his word? And like, I'm going to get blindsided and I'm going to take, you know. Yeah, it's it's gonna throw everything out of whack. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, fuck you. I long. think. Let's be honest. Everybody hates it. It's yes. stupid. It, it's. I don't know why it was done. Um, there is. What have I seen this week? I've seen a fake Wodge, Woj. I've seen a fake LeBron James. I've seen a fake Nike. Like. It's out of control. It's stupid. Um, my flog of the week is what? What are you laughing at? Oh no, no. I just um, I'll think about. It. I'll, I'll. You go, go, go. Do you think? Do you think? Um, my flog of the actually, I really haven't thought about it. Um, oh, my flog of the week is whoever set up a fake flex Twitter account. Um, guys, on Twitter, don't pay eight bucks to be a fuckhead. Wake up to yourself. Like, it's probably Zinn Barlock. 
So I shouldn't just I shouldn't just pay like eight a, bucks for the fake Saul Bookman account just to make it agree with me every time. Actually, actually, that would be pretty cool. Do that. Do that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, guys, great show. Had an absolute ball, Espo. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, Absolute pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, where does everyone find you? What's going on? Just plug it. Just go to Sun's Reddit, and they'll be bitching about me, and you'll figure out where I am. So. Well, apparently you are um, not as funny as a school shooting. Nope. And that was actually going to be my Twitter bio for a little while, but decided against it. <laughs> uh, you just find me at Espo on Twitter. You can listen to me. Watch me on the PHNX Sun show and, uh, yeah, do it at your own uh, discretion. I can be annoying. Apparently, my voice for at least three months. So. <laughs> After three months, you're good, though. <laughs> so, True. True. Um, but, no, certainly check out the PHNX uh, guys. After games, every, every single game, um, they have some great content and you, you'll really learn – Let's be honest with our market. You'll learn a lot about um, Phoenix Suns basketball. Just listen to these guys. Pre-game, post-game, um, in the off-season, they record every day. Um, and I love your show. So well, keep it up, you. mate. Well done. Thank you. Nate, last comments. Where do we find you? <laughs> you find me in Good Luckville. Um, it's right around the corner from who, who's on Twitter anymore. Um, no, look, this has just been fun. Like I said, I was fanboying at the start of it. It's been a good – can't believe we got through two hours and you're still with us, Espo. Uh, I thought before you'd have better shit to do, but – There's no uh, air, there's no air circulation in this walk-in closet, so I, I lost feeling in my legs about 30 minutes ago, so I couldn't leave if I wanted to. So. Right, no, thank, thanks. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I've got nothing more I can add. Boy – you can catch me at Buds83, and you can catch Charles at Sir Charles um, uh, 2020. His birthday. <laughs> Too many to remember. You're like, which one's this? Name, so named Charles after a round man of rebound, young Charles here. Very nice. Pleasure to so, meet uh, you, Charles. And, and he's got Twitter now? <laughs> He's probably certified too, great <laughs> He'll probably uh, probably be more popular than us within a week. Um, thank you, guys. At Aussie Suns fans, um, I make guesswork, Gav, but most of my stuff's on at Aussie Suns fans. Like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Enjoy. Um, hopefully, everyone enjoyed tonight's show, and we will see you guys. Oh. Next Sunday or Monday, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, oh. guys. Chris Paul gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Sons and you know we up next. Yeah, yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the